Alright everybody, welcome back to, what episode are we? Episode 4, four of Manga for Dummies. Um, we're here once again with three people, because we're just too dumb to get four. <laughs> Our organization <laughs> skills are horrible. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, so in any case, uh, last week we looked at episode. well not episodes, we looked at chapters 26 to 44 of uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, since we had a little bit more time, we actually went a little further today, so we went from chapters 45 to 70. So I guess, um, actually, you know what? We we haven't really done this before, but since it has been two weeks since we really spoke to each other, what have you guys been doing these last uh, two weeks? Well, Max has been sleeping a lot, apparently. <laughs> uh, just getting 10 hours every day. Can't, can't. Jesus. Yeah. That's good. Uh, you know me, man. Uh, honestly, not much has changed since the quarantine, minus the fact that I can't see, that I can't go out and see friends and stuff. So, I've just been home at my computer, doing miscellaneous things. Yep, I've actually uh, picked up gardening, and I hate it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what, what don't you like about it? <laughs> I don't like going outside and being in the sun. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's a later in life type of enjoyment, you know. Like only like that's some that's something for like mature people. I mean, like, I'm growing you know? four little pot plants and they're getting pretty big, so that's fine. <laughs> Trying to share what the fuck, man? <laughs> I've never heard. Well, of I mean, this. they're only so small. You can't really use them right now. Uh, all right. Well, you better fucking hit me up when they're ready. All right. And that all was, right. That was gardening minute <laughs> with the manga for dummy boys. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> um. All right. So cool. Um, so once again, we're going to keep using our old, for- our, our, well, I don't want to say new, but it's second episode, so our, our new format of, we just bring topics. Um, so I guess the first topic is, uh, I want to run back. Um, I keep saying that I feel that the world of Full Metal Alchemist has a ton of potential, and VJ keeps shooting me down. Um, I wouldn't so what say I- I'm shooting you down. Nah, dude, you push me to the ground, and then you take out uh, a pistol, put it to my head, oh, wow, and okay. threaten me to stop talking. Yeah, because like these people deserve to know the truth that there's a bigger world out there. Listen, so. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't think you're giving the world building enough credit. But it's okay. Keep t- continue. So what I did is I, I did a little bit of research. I went through the anime and I found this map. So I linked. I, I sent it to you guys. And VJ, can you sort of describe the size difference? You know, I said that the world was like maybe ten percent. And would you now agree with me? <laughs> I do agree with you. I wasn't saying I don't agree with you. One one thing though, I thought a was way bigger than it is. This this blew my mind when I opened it. I actually didn't know it was this small, and I cannot believe that fucking Briggs has been able to hold off Drachma for all these years. Look at that shit. It's <laughs> yeah. gigantic. It it covers the north and the west. Why aren't they fucking, you know, teaming up with Greta or whatever that country's called? Krita? Greta? That's Krita. That's Krita. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I like I how will... this right side of the map has just a bunch of countries, but the, like, the names are so blurred out you can't They're so anything. unimportant. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, well, like I was saying, I do agree that not a lot of the world is expanded on. And looking at it now, it it seems like a waste because it would be cool to see maybe other stories, maybe like a story of Full Metal in the Full Metal Alchemist world, but like take place with different characters, maybe before all this uh, father nonsense or after it. But like I was saying, (laughs) and you chose to ignore me, I guess, they're only presenting elements in the world that are important to the story that's trying to be told. So like it's cool. It would be cool to learn more about Sing and shit, but at the same time, all the elements we know about Sing are elements that are important to the story. So knowing, you know, whether or not the Emperor fucking found immortality or died or whatever, it it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it's not something you really care about because it's just it's that's all it is. It's world building. Right. It doesn't but, service the plot in any way. But this is also coming from a guy who hates One Piece, so. Uh, folks take no. with a grain of salt well no that's ter- <laughs> you fucking want to bring up one piece that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying all those fucking islands it's cool that we're visiting them but after the fucking 700th island I don't give a shit 
Because none of that shit services the plot anymore. Like, cool, there was that rebellion with Crocodile. That was fun. And then there, then we visit fucking Candy Island or whatever with with one of the, the Yonko, the emperors. What's her name? Big Mama. Big Mama. Fucking, Big Mama. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, now there's a conflict with her, but, like, how does this help us get to One Piece? It doesn't. It's just Seems Luffy like sort wants of to go fucking... No, shut up. It's what I'm saying is true. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is fucking true. Like, what does any of this shit have to do with getting to One Piece? Like, she's not in, in Luffy's way yet. He just decided to land, and shenanigans ensued. No. And another thing I want to say about fucking One Piece... <laughs> That pisses me off is Bro, that I hate, they stole I hate that they break up the parties. Then they had internal war. I hate that they break up the party, like the whole crew. It's always split into groups of two or three, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> uh, so VJ, anyway. So VJ, me and Max have actually been lying to you these last uh, few episodes. We actually haven't been recording. This is actually just a therapy session for your anger issues. <laughs> It's an intervention to get <laughs> yeah, me to like yeah. One Piece. That's how you really feel. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, guys. I'm really. I hope you're seeing my point when I say this shit. Well, you I know what? We'll talk about it when all. we get to One Piece when it finishes in 50 years. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Going back to the geography. <laughs> right. So one of the one of the coolest elements I found about one of the nations on on the map was obviously Zing. So Zing has been playing like a bigger part compared to like stuff like Drachma or uh, Greta, well not Greta, Prada and Erugo. Uh, like those countries like that were mentioned, but they don't really play a part in in the overall story of Fullmetal Alchemist. Zing, thanks to the um, what's her face, what May May and and the guys called and Ling. yeah and Ling, um, yeah like they. They sort of add a little bit of importance to Zing. So one of the things I wanted to quickly talk about is the the fifty clans fight for the Emperor's throne. So mm. uh, the Emperor, as at least from what we gather, is is like uh, either unconscious or dying, and people are uh, and he has like offsprings with fifty different clans. So all the clans Jeez. are like fighting for for the throne. Uh, and that's really the pushing the pushing point that pushes uh, Ling and Mei into a, met- a mistress. Um, mm-hmm. So Vijay, have you have you ever? I, I think you've read Gamoran, right? Uh, yes. The the sword fighting. Yes, people. yes, yes. And yes, that, that, yes, ga- it, it, that gave wow. me a ton of that's... that gave me a ton of vibes for that. Um, so for for Max, if you didn't, I, I'm pretty sure you didn't read it necessarily. But um, Gamoran not, was. I've never even heard of it. Okay, yeah. Okay. So Gamran was just like it's more like samurais, but it's like uh it's similar where there's like a king that's dying and then his fifty clan offsprings like each pick like a fighter to try and protect them and the last one that survives becomes emperor. Oh I was right. getting a ton of I've heard of Woods and all that's similar, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's very it's very, that gave me that kind of vibe and I think that would have been a really cool like B plot uh to the overarching Full Metal Alchemist story. I mean, yes, it would have been cool, but at the same time, I feel like it would have worked better if Gamoran had alchemy in it. Imagine that shit. That would have, that would be so cool. But the thing is that uh, Full Metal Alchemist already has a subplot, and it's the Elrics getting their bodies back. Now the main plot has been revealed in these chapters that we read, and it's you know the whole revelation that these homunculi have been here since the beginning, and they're trying to recreate what they did with Xerxes. So that that plot has been pushed to the front, and obviously the Elrics have to take care of it, or they're gonna fucking die. But the B plot or the subplot has always been, let we need to get our bodies back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well that was my first point, really. What do you guys? Yeah. Think? I mean, well, what do you think? Do you think that it, a third plot like this would have serviced the story at all? Um, so I, at least in these chapters, uh, the chapters that we read today, well, for today, um, we we do see Ling becoming greed, and I would have yeah. just laughed my ass off if you just directly went back to Zing and then like just like Wolverine style, just murder every other like every other clan. Yeah. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. 
Uh, Max, what do you think? I don't know. They just kind of like they made him disappear right now. So like they must have something big planned for him. Like I don't know. They just transformed him, and he's like he just shadowed the the Elric brothers a bit, and then they just left him out for like fifteen chapters. So I'm just like, okay. Mm-hmm. I, that actually that actually uh, is a good segue into something I wanted to talk about, which was Ling's character as a whole. Uh, so going off of what you just said, like as opposed to May, who is the other, you know, daughter of another clan, mm-hmm. and she's given way more screen time and a much more in-depth analysis uh, in regards to her alchemy and how it works, you know, her character and her personality. Uh, Ling, you know, he's there, but his his he remains a mystery for the most part. Like, what do we know about him? We know he's fifteen. We know he's a yeah, he's a prince, and we know he could fight with a sword, but like. We don't know why or how necessarily. Well, they like explained May- that he was like he always had to protect himself as a kid because yeah, from uh, assassinations. Yeah, assassinations. Yeah, I mean, okay, I I can see that, but wouldn't that could also be seen as like a bit of a throwaway line to just you know summarize his character? He's like, oh, I had to learn how to fight because this. Well, I mean, you can't spend too much time. There are already so many characters in the story. So. Well, that that's that's what I was gonna ask you guys with all this, like. Uh, so, like you said, Max, he, after he becomes possessed by greed, he shows up sparingly to remind you know us, the readers, that he's still there, but that's pretty much it. So my questions for you guys is, uh, do you think his presence in the story is necessary as of right now? Do you think he made Bradley less special by becoming the second you know human homunculi hybrid just like at the snap of a finger, basically? <laughs> And do you think his arc or his character could have been handled better? Okay, well, uh, honestly, I don't think any character is necessarily essential. But, like, um, first, because because Bradley's transformation into a homunculi was sort of like a flashback kind of thing, we get Mm -hmm. to see, like, a real-time, you know, what happens. Like, we can see that his personality changed. Like, for example... Uh, it's hard to it's it's hard to tell if Bradley's personality changed after becoming a homunculi, uh, because we really don't know much about him. We can mm-hmm. see that something about Ling changed upon receiving quote unquote father's powers. Yes, because receiving those powers is essentially fighting with a fifty bunch souls. Mm-hmm. So like whoever wins takes over the body per se, and so greed in this case. The only reason Ling was able to survive that is probably his will to want to become the emperor, to like gain immortality and everything. Right, and he also feels like responsible. Like uh, his two bodyguards came with him from so far, and mm-hmm. like some of like uh, I forget the girl's name, but like she sacrificed Ran an arm Fan, for him. Yeah. Uh, Lan Fan or yeah, Ran, yeah. Ran Fan. Yeah. Yeah, like the girl sacrificed her arm for him, but he feels responsible. Like we've already gone this far, we can't stop now. That kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, I think Bradley does make a good. He he has a really good line uh, after he goes to talk to Greed, who is now Ling on a roof, and and Greed tells him, you know, this guy Ling is just sitting in the back waiting for me to slip up so he could take back over. And then Bradley says, "Wow, human greed truly is a terrifying thing," or something like that. Uh, I think that was a cool has line. No depth. To... Sorry. Has no depth or something. It's boundless. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like that. And I think that was a cool way to explain how, you know, how Ling's ambitions are really, you know, pushing him to remain in control and not lose himself. Um, and I'm not saying it was a bad thing what they did, but at the same time, like, Bradley was raised his whole life to be a vessel for a homunculi, or a homunculus, rather. Yeah. And Ling just was given it. Was given it. So my that, that was more the angle of my question. Like I mean, it was I, raised... I mean, he was he was taught information, and he was physically trained leadership, leadership skills and uh, sword fighting skills. Ling also learned sword fighting skills, and he's he's royalty, so he also learned plenty of knowledge and leadership um, skills. Well, so if like, we if we go a little more literal, like uh, Bradley becomes pride, right? So uh, he grew up trying to become like the perfect vessel so you sort of have to no, get... he becomes wrath oh right wrath, he becomes yeah, wrath yeah. right right, right. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I'm the anime. so he, he has <laughs> to he's like he he's quote unquote artificially like 
He's not. He's not necessarily. Is he artificially born? No, no, no. no he no, was. He was selected. He's a human kid. Right, yeah, but he and... was. He was taught to be like emotionless, like to be able to be like the perfect leader, and that's yeah. like that's that has. You obviously have to be have some sort of wrath behind you. While Ling grew up as one of the fifty candidates to become emperor, and like mm-hmm. he had to fight his other siblings, I guess, for the throne. So he has to be greedy. To they become... say siblings and everything, but like, are they even born from the emperor? Like the emperor just goes around getting women from all the different clans, like that. If, yeah, yeah, I, I think, concubines. Yeah, from what I understand, I think like every clan has to send a woman. Exactly. Jesus. Yeah, but I mean, like, um, obviously, Zing, Zing, Zing is sort of As you get some mad puss, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this 127-year-old man just bone well, left to get right. it when he's younger. Uh, hopefully. Dude, I really hope with so. Like, with, like, 50, 50 concubines, he, he gives each one, like, six days a year or something. Jesus, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. I agree with what you guys are saying, though. Like, it's a it's appropriate. I feel like it made sense in the story that you know Ling was given greed, you know, based on how all the the the, the all the pieces fell into place, and they were they found themselves in the situation they did. So, you know, he was given greed, and it matches his personality, like Raph matches Bradley's personality. But I would say that it does make Bradley a little less special seeing as how he's the only, you know, human homunculus hybrid and supposedly, you know, he was the only person out of, you know, 50 kids or whatever that were able to handle the transformation. So you brought up Bradley, but do you think at at this point, is he more human or is he more homunculi? Bradley himself? Yeah. Well, based on his behavior, I'd say he 100% sides with the homunculus. Because, you know, despite the fact, the the literal fact that he's a human, he wasn't raised as one. So, you know, he's pretty dissociated from humans themselves. He was bred, uh, he was born and bred to be a homunculus hybrid. So I think in his person, he is fully homunculus. Also, he said so before he takes pride in being homunculi, like humans take pride in being human. Oh yeah, that's true. I do. Yeah, now that you say it, I, I do remember that part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, <laughs> people who are more human or not, segue. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about Alphonse and his uh, his uh, his shift in this section of the story. Well, I don't. So let's not talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, All right. That's the end of the podcast. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) It it was actually quite a brief thing, but uh, it's something I just wanted to touch on. But Alphonse gets a lot of uh, showtime in this arc here. Yes. Uh, And uh, there was a part. There was a scene that really that really highlighted to me uh, how his personality has changed throughout the story so far. Uh, whereas before he was, you know, nervous and uh, and uncertain, and he was a little shy. Uh, there was that scene where. Hi, friends. Uh, you one here. You might notice there was a weird transition here, and um, the reason for that was that VJ spoiled a little something. And keep up with the spirit of the show. We, well, why we? I mean, we decided, but I have to go ahead and edit it. You'll hear a weird sound effect. That's VJ's uh, memory racing gun. Uh, thanks, guys. Right, oh, yeah. wow. Damn, so, I was sure. Uh, it, you know what it is? Is because I thought we were supposed to read to 76, and then you told me uh, it was 70, and I had made this talking point beforehand. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So, uh, all right. Well, forget what I was about to say. <laughs> we'll save it for next week. <laughs> Let's talk about how Alphonse is actually the same. He still kidnaps little animals <laughs> that are just on the street. First of all, he kidnapped the panda out of the blue. <laughs> he didn't kidnap it. He got stuck with him. Uh, dude, no, when he, there was like that pyramid of power, that I, I actually yeah, laughed. Yeah, because it was going to die. Can we talk about how fucking adorable that panda is, by the way. Dude, and he he has like the pyra- like the pyramid of power, like uh, uh, the hierarchy of like who he has to respect, and then oh, like all of a sudden Alphonse like heads to the top because he couldn't bite him and hurt him. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was that, actually- that was Alric is down there with the little thin mustache dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you want to just you're gonna cut that shit out? Or- <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, okay. it's okay. We'll get back. Oh yeah, you want you want to talk about this about Al changing his armor? Right. So okay. So at at a certain point, um, so obviously Al was a little beaten up after the fight with Gluttony. Um, and then he 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 meets face to face with Father, and Father just shows like incredible power, and he's able to sort of reconstruct Al's body. And Al mm-hmm. specifically says like, oh, he was able to reconstruct it without thinning the metal. Mm-hmm. So that just got me thinking like, Al's an alchemist. Like, couldn't like we we've seen a few times where Edward like changes the shape of his arm and stuff. Yeah. Uh, to suit to suit the need of the scenario. Like, couldn't uh-huh. Al just change his whole body like? You could make it bigger, smaller, different shapes. But does that link into his blood link or whatever? Because Al doesn't let anyone else fix Alphonse. Yeah. The blood link. So maybe changing the body would. But might I always understood that part as Al uh, as um Al just thinking that Edward knows how, how his armor looked like from the beginning, so he wouldn't like uh screw up the look. Well, it. I, I think what Max just said def- definitely plays a role in it, but he he said it, dude. You just said it in the line. He doesn't want to thin the metal. So if he'd have to build himself a new hand from the materials he had, which was his body, it would it would thin the metal as a whole. Like let's say he took the rest from his arm, then his arm would be structurally weaker than the rest of his body. No, you know? I'm just I'm just saying like if let's say he was in perfect condition. Like he was, made, yeah. Like right out of the package, kind of condition. Okay. Uh, yeah. Couldn't he like transform his body or transmute? It's not. I guess transmute. Yeah. Uh, transmute <laughs> his, his body. Yeah. <laughs> into a mega form. <laughs> uh, he like can't he like transmute his arm into like a sword and then just transmute back whenever um, he's done. I mean, he probably could, but uh, I think like Max said, I don't think he wants to risk messing up his symbol. Mm-hmm. Which I don't I don't know the logistics of it, but at the same time, you know, he doesn't feel pain. He's already twice the size Al is, and he usually just makes stuff out of the ground anyway. Because so... we can confirm that the Jesus, what's his name? What's the older brother's name? I keep forgetting. Uh, Ed. Ed has better alchemy control, right? So he also can make that. sure that he doesn't touches the metal around the symbol. Yeah, exactly. So. And... We saw before that Alphonse isn't as good, and we don't know if he's at that level. So he probably just doesn't want to mess with his own body. Also, because first of all, he's comfortable with it, because he's really good with uh, hand-to-hand combat. Right. True. So I would, because he he hasn't used any weapon yet, except for like a pole once here or there. Yeah, he used a spear once, yeah. and it immediately got cut into pieces by lust. So. So his experience <laughs> that is no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he operates better as a hand-to-hand combatant. I agree with Max 100%. And it's just, I mean, let's be real here. Ed turning that his that part of his arm into a blade, that's that's straight up flavor. That it like that has no practical use. Like a sword would be so much better in that sense. I mean, it, it hasn't been useful for anything so far. Like, exactly. Has he done any real damage in this manga? No, he hasn't. Sword? That's what I'm saying. Like pulling the blade out of his arm is is self defense, last resort type shit. Like other than if he doesn't have to do that, he'll always opt to to transmute the things around him. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, okay, that does make sense. Yes. Right. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> There's the answer to your question. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Let's. <laughs> while on the subject of characters, another subway that <laughs> subway, yeah. yeah. Another segue that won't be a spoiler. Uh, can we talk about Scar a little bit in this section here? Oh, Scar is so cool. He is the coolest character in this goddamn series. I don't care who you are. You're wrong if you don't think really? that. Um, who do you think is cooler than Scar? I. The really s- like Bradley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Bradley's okay. like cold. He's not cool. Ooh. Anyway, he's a. Savage. I would. I would argue. Um, the 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 female Armstrong. Colonel. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's pretty dope too. She's pretty dope. Cooler than Scar. Ooh. Come on. Okay, he, I think got... Scar edges out just because he has a cooler tattoo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just because he's a fucking hunk. Jesus. Dude, his backstory is pretty good. Oh, and I yeah. feel like the philosophy he's exploring, you know, it's it's not as obviously stated in the beginning, but he's falling into that 
it's it's how can I say this? It's more obviously stated now in this in this chunk of the series. He's fighting against this uh, never-ending cycle of violence, right? People have brought it up before, but now yes. it's at the forefront, especially with Winry uh, coming into the play now and later on uh, uh, Kimberly as well. Uh, I I just think his arc as a whole is is I don't want to say the most solid because the L like a lot of people have very solid arcs. Yes, I I I'd go as far to say as it's my favorite. What do you guys think? Um, I I can't really say it's my favorite, but I think I I would definitely agree it's up there. Mm-hmm. Though it's actually it's 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 hard to explain why it isn't my favorite because it ha- it hits all the right notes for me. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, like when he when he meets Winry for the first time and he tells her like only you have the right to shoot me with that gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the minute yeah, you yeah, pull the yeah. trigger, I will try and kill you. That was like such a powerful line for me. Dude, he that was some DND shit. Like this man. Oh, that was so good. Mm. Oh, straight out of an anime, literally. So fucking good. I love that line, man. It's amazing. Uh I, I also really like the well, we got all the extra expo on his past life with the Ishbal and war and his brother's research. I really like how his brother, uh, his brother's research was like a fusion of both alchemies from yes. the east and west. And I like how how nicely uh, it was developed and how you know almost uh, how the seeds were slowly sown into the narrative from the start. And now it's actually turned it's turning into what seems to be a larger plot point. Uh, Yes, yes, that does make sense. You know, because yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was really cool, like how, how he how he sends uh, Marco to go fetch the notes and stuff. You know, it's turning into like a major plot point, and I, I, I'm really curious to. Well, I know how it goes, but I hope readers are as curious to see where it goes as I was when I first read this because I think it's really cool. Yeah, like for example, um, like once again, like we we don't really know too much about Zing. All we know is that they use the special alchemy. And then, like, uh, get a flashback to his brother greeting, like, these visitors from Zing. And, mm-hmm. like, he's, unlike unlike most of, at least what's portrayed, um, the Ishbalans seem more, um, not necessarily xenophobic, but uh, more, like, closed off to, mm-hmm. to foreigners. Very conservative. Yeah, exactly. But um, his brother was, like, this... This guy who was curious, like his curiosity over overrode like his his natural upbringing, and he like I mean, welcomed he was a these researcher. people. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, like the researchers in this series either go like the wrong way, like Show Tucker, or uh, they go the right way, like uh, this guy's brother. Yeah, yeah. Alchemists are very much you know good or bad, minus the Elrics who are dancing in a bit of a gray area because you know they they did something bad and they're trying to make up for it but that's actually an interesting point because um going back to this uh cycle of violence uh i do think it's really cool here because there are multiple people at play here and scar is kind of like the middleman you see there's there's scar in the middle who's in the middle of you know uh, of this cycle of violence and he's starting to try his best to maybe break away from it and winry's on the good side of things you know um not not killing him by shooting him with a gun uh, and and so on and you know I mean she later. could shoot him sorry she couldn't shoot him she, she couldn't she didn't have that in her oh you mean as, as a person exactly but that's just because she's a good person Ed says it after like she's she he says uh, like these these aren't the hands of a killer they're the hands of a healer or whatever and you know even later on there's she gets that phone call from her boss what's his name the fucking the beef dude from Rush Valley with the make what's his name Garfield or something, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, whatever his name is. And anyway, they, you know, all all her customers call him like, "We need you back here because you're you're the best." Yeah, and she realizes it. But on the other hand, on the bad side, you have Kimberly who comes back in, who just seems to thrive in the violence, and he like tries to pull uh, Scar towards the dark side and to continue this cycle of violence. And I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on it, specifically Max, actually, because I know Max doesn't tend to think this deeply about things. Whoa, come on, man. <laughs> no, yo, yo, he knows you, I'm right. He knows you're I'm you're right. saying that, and you're so right. Like, after this whole scenario of Scar, when they called Winry to tell her to, like, to come back to work, I'm like, these guys are so needy. 
Like, fuck off. She's dealing with shit. <laughs> Give her a minute. Come on, guys. You see what I'm saying, dude? Matt. Well, anyway, Matt, I'm, here, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about this point. Like, what do you, what do you think about uh, this? Can you point? repeat your point? Sorry, yeah. Well, what do, you, what, what do you think about this cycle of violence and the fact that Scar has, has basically like a devil on one side and an angel on the other trying to maybe pull him away or pull him back into the cycle? And what do you I mean, it's 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 a cycle for a reason. He has a lot of hate, and there's no way to vent that, you know, when it's against a whole country. Mm-hmm. Even right. when it's against a person, once you kill that person, you'll still have that with you. Mm-hmm. You can't bring back people that are gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, to go back so... to the cycle of life and violence, like we have to remember that um, a mistress soldiers went into Ishbalan. And which Ishbal. pretty much caused, uh, yeah, yeah, well, Ish, Ishbal, yeah, it, it caused Scar in particular to get hurt, and then he's being healed by by um, Amestris doctors, which is Winry's mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. So in in one sense, Winry's parents' last legacy is Scar, because Scar Damn. ends up killing, uh, ends up killing the parents, and wow. if Winry. Yeah, if Winry did actually shoot him and kill him, she would have just continued the cycle of life and death. Exactly. So in some sense, you could you could sort of say that Winry not shooting sort of broke away from the cycle. Exactly. That's why I'm saying she's on the good side. I mean, there are thing. people still trying to kill him. That's the, I mean, right? But like, I like like Scar said, she's. I don't. I wouldn't go as far as say she's the only one with the right to kill him. But he, she definitely has like the, not at this point. If there was like priority list, she would be high up there. Yeah, she'd be like also, number did one. Did they really heal him, or was it because he just lost an arm before, and his brother then transmuted it? Like I don't think he was. I don't think. Well, the rock bells injured. healed the scar on his face, and I mean, I I doubt it was a clean transmutation. Like they probably the, the scarring there was yeah, probably, probably the rock bells. Yeah, exactly. Tape. Maybe some crazy glue. <laughs> a little bit of WD-40 for good measure. A little bit of spit. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> times are tough. Oh, my God. Uh, Work well, together and <laughs> the magic uh, Speaking of the Ishbal and War, Max, I think you had something to say about it, did you not? Uh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so you know how they had this whole flashback and, like, they showed all the army – coming in to, like, wreck their shit. All right, so for the Ishbal and War, mm-hmm. so I want to bring a comparison with the 2003 anime. So in the flashback where they show all the alchemists using their moves to commit genocide, uh, well, in the anime, all of them got to use the stone like Kimli did. Like, everyone got their own piece. And, like, you saw how their moves evolved. Yes, like, in the manga, uh, General only Kimli got, got, got a stone, right? Yeah, yes. he, he's okay. the only one who got one. Everyone else was just, like, chilling. Wait, in, in the old anime, everyone gets one? Yeah, and everyone powers up, like, mad. Like, General Bran literally, like, transforms himself into, like, 50 million cannons and, like, bombs the shit out of everything. Wait, that's actually that's real so, cool. That's so sick. Like, it, it was a very cool scene to see. I was just I was just sad that they didn't have that this time, but it makes sense since it keeps the stones more secret and everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, well, I'll, I'm not gonna lie. That would have been a really cool thing to have. You know, if like if even they were just given imperfect ones for a one-time use type of thing, that would have been. Oh, damn! I think I might have to go back and watch that now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like logically, I think. The manga makes more sense, but like just from a fan yeah. fanboy perspective, that that does sound yeah. really cool. <laughs> For the flavor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So I I actually had a little bit about the Ishbalan War. So we all know that the well we not well we now all know that the homunculi are especially envy in particular caused mm-hmm. the beginning of of the Ishbalan War. Yeah. yeah. No, I knew that since chapter one. Don't worry about it. Fucking bitch. And the eventual genocide. <laughs> um. But at least from what's portrayed, like I think it it doesn't really um, wash away the sins of humanity. Like like most of the there was the like if everybody was more like Armstrong, like Armstrong had like this really powerful scene where he trapped um, with his wall powers. Uh, he trapped so like, everyone. Of, he trapped everyone, but then like 
because of the way Armstrong is, he's more soft-hearted and more righteous. He breaks through, like, his own wall so that they have a chance to escape. Like, if more of the soldiers were like him, like, I don't think it, the Ishbalan War would have went all the way to what it was. They would I mean, have just you been a that, but he's do, you, do you remember what happened after he opened that, yeah, that Kim, wall? Yeah, Kimberly. Is it Kimberly? Kimberly or is it Kimberly? It's Kimberly. It's Kimberly. It's Kimberly. Kimberly. Yeah, Kimberly yeah. just blows them up. Yeah, I remember that part. Like, if yeah. there's. Like, I feel like there were too many people that were like Kimberly, Kimberly and not enough people like Armstrong. For sure. Uh, well, Max, well, you go ahead because you had something to say. Yeah, one of the one of the commanders that he saw that was like super irresponsible with even the soldiers' lives, who just yeah. like keep rushing him, just attack him, no matter what. Even when like the leader, the spiritual leader, surrendered. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like you even saw this, the soldiers are just tired of his shit. First of all, because he's fucking unreasonable, bloodthirsty monster. So like mm-hmm. straight bullet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that alchemist, by the way, I so want to know more about him because he seems General dope. Brigadier Gran? Yeah, he seems dope as fuck. Yeah, yeah, like I don't think. Oh, was he one of the he ones that, that was white murdered by Scar? The whole his the... whole drawing is the same as Whitebeard from One Piece. That is so true. Holy shit! <laughs> is he the one that was murdered by Scar? I don't think so. I mean, Scar, like from the beginning, he already murdered like half a dozen people. Yeah, he did. He did murder him. They said that. Oh, like, that's the start of the story. Yo, his gauntlets were so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Armstrong should have taken them from. Um, but I think I think you want what you're saying. I get what you're saying, and it's just basically like the homunculi started the fire, or envy started the fire, and the humans just like threw Spread gas it. on it. Yeah. It, it could have been avoided, but it's just you know they they were being played on both sides, and um. I'm pretty sure and, Envy made it worse. You know how they got guns from, what's this place called? Erugo. Oh yeah. Erugo. Yeah. The Envy probably also helped with that, like pose as a guard and then made the trade happen. Might have been. Uh, do we do we have a confirmation of that, or are you speculating? No, I'm speculating because then Erugo mm. wouldn't even let them escape to their country. It might it might have been the case, honestly. It, it might have been the case, but at the same time, if you know, maybe they just wanted uh, Ishbal as an ally for future wars or something. Because Amestris, uh, as we're told uh, throughout this part of the series, became pretty pretty aggressive in their territorial takeover. Yeah, their expansion. Um, yeah, exactly. During which hasn't the worked out too well because like, they're still tiny. They're still fucking tiny as shit. <laughs> well, to be fair, if I started out the size of Central, I don't think I'd try to fuck around and take over Drachma or something, you know? That's like yeah. Italy going against the USSR. So like, they would have gotten destroyed. Yeah, we know how Italians are. They they always just change sides. Anyway. Hey man, hey, yeah. we pick, we pick yeah. the winning we pick the winning side, bro. No, you guys were offered a piece of tiramisu, and you're like, okay, we'll we'll play for you now. <laughs> That's probably how it went. That is probably how it went. That's it. They uh, took out Mussolini and tiramisu, and then we got you. Yeah, we had nothing. We had nothing left, dude. Uh, all right. Uh, well, Lock I'd the like... coffee take their lives. I, I'd like to. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, before we move on from this point, I do want to highlight one little thing. Uh, if you guys can, and you readers at home can as well, uh, if you guys go to chapter 46, uh, page 43. Yes, class turned uh, to page the, 46. Chapter 46, page 43. Uh, the, composi- the composition of the panels caught my eye. I thought it was really interesting. See, in the top panel, Winry is pointing the gun at Scar, obviously, uh, but it looks almost as though she's pointing the gun at the arm, which can be an allusion to the concept of never-ending violence because, you know, this arm is the arm that uh, that that killed her parents. And it shows how the cycle of hatreds will never end unless, you know, their literal arms, <laughs> no pun intended except it was, are put down in the name of peace. Uh, and. Right. And I also at the bottom, uh, the bottom two panels, uh, there's a there's a zoom in on Scar's face, and it highlights the scar going through his eye, and and uh, <laughs> and it's paralleled by the tear running down Winry's face in the panel right next to it, 
and it can and I I thought it was interesting because I almost saw it as like a scar of the past you know a culmination of her trauma emerging as the source uh, emerging as you know the source of all of her trauma standing right in front of her and I just wanted to know because I mean I I tend to look at the art because I'm a fucking artist, you know, and I just this caught my eye. I thought it was a super cool thing, and I don't know if it was intentional, but and I, I, talking to you guys now, I'm assuming you didn't pick up on it. But do you guys see what I'm saying? And yeah, and then there's like that, that last panel, which is like empty. You could sort of, mm-hmm. sort of say that it's like nothing, but you could also say that maybe the author was lazy. Um. <laughs> yeah, I agree with But the thing with aiming at like. A scar's arm could also be like first as bad aim. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, Second, I'm most just... people who who like pick up a gun for the first time think it's a lot more heavy than it is. For yeah. sure. But again, she's a mechanic, so she works with metal stuff. So yeah, she works that. with heavy tools. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, art is speculation, right? It's just something that caught my eye, and I thought it was really cool. I just wanted to know your thoughts on it. But I think the eye thing with the scar going through his yeah. face and the tear down hers is very... Yeah, right? I thought that was super dope. It is interesting. Uh, all right. Okay. Let's move away from Scar for a sec because I could talk about him all day. I need to I need to bring something up that, that came up during this little arc here because, you know, after all this happens and Bradley attacks uh, Ling and, and Lanfan. They go up they go up to their little cottage or whatever. I think it's Dr. Knox's cottage or something. Yeah. Yes. House, and actually. they get into a fight. Sorry? His house. Yeah, whatever. No, no, not his house in the city. Like, they go up to a cottage in the forest there, you know what I mean? Oh, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and then they're confronted by Gluttony and Envy, and they have a little fight, and then Ling, Envy, and Gluttony are eaten by Gluttony. Now I need yes. Now we that's a whole conversation that has a lot of smart things we can talk about but I have one question for you guys. What in the unholy fuck is that liquid and floor inside of gluttony made up of? I mean, my first gross. thought was definitely blood. It's blood. It's solid blood. Yeah, it's definitely blood because at at at, at the end when they start fighting envy uh, Edward just legit puts his hand into like the water and pulls out a sword, saying that there's enough iron in here. Yeah. Does he? Also, yes. when he made that tunnel, he said it's all the congealed blood that's sort of a floor. Oh damn! I didn't. I missed that line. Huh. All right. Well, thanks for the lesson, boys. My question's done on that. <laughs> all right. That all right. Cool. Did anybody else? <laughs> Let's see if I have any dumb questions that I missed here. Let's see. Well, um, talking about gluttony, like they 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 say that like. He's an incomplete door. Yeah, yes. like all the uh, homunculi. Yeah. No, like he's like compared to the alchemy door that they have, where they can store everything, like it's omnipotent and omniscient. Yeah. Like the door of alchemy, yes. he can store everything, just like that can also store everything. And the fact yeah. that the father created him, but it's seems like he's trying to become a. Yeah, he's trying to do his own system to become a god of his own little sort of world, I guess. Because everyone... Because he gave alchemy to Amestris, basically. So he's... You lost me. Who are we talking about right now? Father. Father. Father created Greed. Greed is a door. He's like... No, no, Gluttony. Gluttony, Gluttony. Gluttony, yeah. Yeah. He's an incomplete door. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And so Father is trying to create... He's trying to become sort of God... By creating a door, like they like, he's trying to copy the actual door. Yeah, well, that's that. I think that's his whole objective. Not that we know for sure yet, but I'm pretty sure. Sh- like, anyway, uh, but I, the way I read it, I thought every homunculi had this within them. No, I think uh, Gluttony was the only one that had that. Yeah, really, he's the only one with absorbing powers per se. Yeah, or else um, Envy would have been able to get up by himself, I'm guessing. I mean, yeah, but Envy doesn't have the alchemic knowledge that Ed does. Uh, you know? Uh, like, he just transforms, or, or she... Envy's a boy, right? I, I think always he's... No, Henry, Envy is just a... 
amalgamation of souls. Yeah, well, we find out later what Envy actually is, but um, I think he likes to take the form of like a really like teenage boy or something. Yeah, it's 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 no, I'm pretty uh, sure they said a, a, a female tomboy. It's uh, it's uh, androgynous, I think is the word. Yeah, it's like Mewtwo. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you watch the Pokemon movie? Mewtwo yeah, is a dude. No, well, the, well, in Detective Pikachu, he has like a boy and girl voice, like mixed together. Like you can sort of hear a little. Wow. Bit. Well, I didn't know he showed up in Detective Pikachu because I hadn't watched that oh, movie. Oh shit! So thanks. Uh... thanks for the spoilers. <laughs> well, you started the spoiler train. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. I did. It's all right. Uh... I deserve that. I deserve that. I mean, okay. Well, actually, I well. I didn't know that Gluttony was the only door of truth. I thought, like, all the homunculi had one inside them. I thought that's what made up part of the Philosopher's Stone, because they were a complete Philosopher's Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I think that's it. Uh, one thing I, I, I wanted to talk about is um, the uh-huh. presence of religion. Um, so, uh, obviously, yeah, yeah. So, in, like, in, in <laughs> Chapter 1, we talked about the, the random sun god. Uh, yeah. He doesn't really appear anymore. And then... Leshoism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he got killed. Well, I think it might have been, like, an actual religion. That's just, like, a, a branch of the religion. And then Ishbal had their own religion with, like, a spiritual leader. They never... Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever specify what religion that one's called. Um, uh... Ishvara? No, no that's their god. Yeah, yeah, the god is Ishvara or Ishbala or whatever, but, uh... I mean, yeah, case, no, I don't think that's, it's ever That's specified. not really the, my main point. My main point is um, when May, I think it was May noticed that when Edward claps his hands uh-huh. to alchemize something, it looks oh, like praying. Ling, Ling oh, yeah, that. yeah, maybe it was Ling that said it. Uh, he, like, she noted that it, it looks a lot like praying. So what do you guys, th- like, and then there's, like, the go- the door of truth, which has, like, biblical references, if we look closely into, like, the design. So, uh, what do you guys think about the religious undertones of, of the series so far? Well, I mean, creation and destruction is very much, like, the domain of... Right, and, God. like, the forbidden stuff, uh, the forbidden... Yeah, uh... I yeah, like, souls, transhuming, trying to revive someone, again, God's domain. Yeah. Per religion, per religion, for all those non... Which is super weird, in contrast to the fact that, you know, this, this manga is really technologically heavy too like uh, obviously mm-hmm. there's like auto mail so there's like that steampunk sort of feel and uh-huh. uh when we look at usual steampunk stuff it like it completely ignores the religious part and i think that there's like a really neat blend of everything so yeah it's like i mean science heavy but there's also a lot of religious undertones i mean we sort of set the vibe before with like the like where we guessed like sort of in the in the present time where it is like we said somewhere after world war Two. Like, there's a lot of religious beliefs during that time because war is very difficult on people and they need something, a higher power to believe in to get Ooh, through hard times. That's an interesting take on it. It's true because, I mean, Amestris is surrounded by war, so that yeah. is a really interesting way to look at it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's ever-present without overstating its welcome, I guess you can say. Uh, I don't know because I, I haven't really thought of of how much of a role it plays, but I just saw it as <laughs> more world building, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> world but, building, uh, welcome. but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's just used as a contrast, you know, in the never ending debate of, you know, religion versus science, you know, uh, in this, it's very clearly stated that the science originates from God himself, you know, truth being God, as you see in the beginning when that little, you know, fucking silhouette figure says, I'm, I'm everything, you know, I'm, I'm you, I'm me, I'm magic, I'm, I'm science, and I'm God. Um, uh, yeah, uh, it's actually, that's a really deep question. I feel like if I were better prepared to answer it, I would, but as of right now, it's, it's, it's not something that uh, really occurred to me. So it's. I think it's something we could bring up in the next episode because that is pretty interesting, and I would like to talk about it. Um, I guess my my real last point was really um, we get to learn more about Automail. So uh, the the guys up at, at Buccaneer, yeah, the guys up at Briggs, like um, because it's like a cold place, which we all we all understand what cold is, right? Uh, so no, being from Canada, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're familiar. 
Yeah, and so then... we we I we can understand like uh like mechanical stuff don't usually work out as well in the cold. So it was really mm-hmm. neat that that the author thought of it. Like Edward was struggling to use his automail in the cold. And uh, these guys weren't, and then it's revealed later that there's like a special like metal. There's like special ways to. There was a different compound. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I, I mean, thought it, it was really it cool. Makes sense. If his arm gets cold at the connection of his limbs with his nerves, will also freeze up and yeah, yeah he'll, he'll get like, he'll get like frostbite and something. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool touch as well. I will say it is it is cool. And uh, does he does he get the upgrade uh, before the end of chapter seventy? No, he waits. Oh yeah, uh, I think he gets it at at seventy. So, okay. Well, I mean, it's not really much of a spoiler because we're no, we know that Winry shows up. Yeah. So yeah, that's she, fine. Like, yeah, she he shows up the... specifically to give him a, a exactly. But I don't want to talk about the upgrade itself unless it's not in this chunk of chapters that we read. So is it? I can't remember exactly. Uh, I I think I'll give you the go ahead. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I'm not going to talk too much about it. I, I, I just want to say that uh, while I do like it, and it's really cool, like we were saying, the concept and the idea, the execution was cute, it was cool. I do feel like the, the design was a little wasted, you know? It, like, not much has changed. In the anime itself, I think it changes color a little bit, becomes, like, more bluish, if that's if I'm remembering correctly. Oh. But in terms of design itself, it doesn't change all that much. Uh, okay, so I got this specific page, if you want to go there. It's uh, chapter 70, page 8, 9. So I guess 9 would give you the look. Okay. So obviously it does look thinner. Um, at least from what I remember, it looks thinner. It, it looks a little more fragile. Like even Yes, she did say it was more fragile. Even Edward noticed that, like, is it going to be durable enough? Um so so there is like some difference like uh, half the time it's covered by a coat so like we don't get to look at it that much mm-hmm. um i will note that the relationship between uh edward like the mechanic of an automail user seems to be like sort of sacred cuz i i'm pretty sure like he could have probably asked for the automail engineer of of the briggs army right or something, right but like he refused that um, so that that's yeah, it's a yeah 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 it's a cool it's a cool little interaction we get and I I think it adds a lot to their their relationship you know it's a little it's an organic development because now in this series in this chunk of the chapters we found out that you know Winry is in love with Ed and there's that part where Ed tells her like not to cry until the he makes her cry of joy or something. So, you know, there's, like, a mutual relationship going on. And at first, it's, like, friends, and then it's mechanic and, and patient. And now it's it's a little something more, and it, it's cool. And just to go on what you said, I love how Buccaneer gets jealous <laughs> that, that Ed has, like, a cute mechanic. And his is just, like, the fucking smoker dude with the bandana. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was really funny. Um. Uh, I mean, this was the last chapter that we had to read through, and I would be remiss if um, I didn't talk about my favorite panel, which is the reveal of Pride. That was some heavy shit. Uh, that was such no, a I don't reveal. think I don't think anybody saw that shit coming. I remember reading this the first time through, and I was so surprised by Pride. So, like, obviously, um, when I first read this, this I was like maybe twelve-ish. Um, <laughs> So I didn't even know like what the sins were. So I didn't even know there was like another one. <laughs> so that that probably helped. But um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, like pride being revealed, like it 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 was like a natural development too. Uh, where it's like some some simple, like question as- answering. Uh, she's like, oh, a nice kid you have there. It's like, oh yeah, is it yours? Like, no, it's uh, from my husband's side. And that was just like <laughs> such a good, such Excuse a good me. mic drop. <laughs> right, right, and then Hawkeye was like, "Oh shit!" And then Pride was even one step ahead of her, and she was like, "Well, now you know." Uh, you know, this wasn't one of my talking points, but it is something I'd like to ask you. Uh, when a team from from Briggs goes to find those two that were left in the cave, oh yeah, and they find them, and you know they're all fucked up, they're all traumatized. Pride comes back and decides not to kill that second team. 
Why didn't he? Could care less. Um... Like, you see he thinks about it, and then he pulls back, but, like, what importance did these characters serve? Like, what would it have mattered if he had killed them or not? Oh, I think it's due to the arrival of Hawkeye. Oh, that makes sense. And then okay. he, he, maybe, maybe like, he had, well, I'm, I'm just guessing here, but maybe in that form, he has to say immobile while he moves his shadow and vice versa. So, uh, okay. he's like, oh, well, I, I better go greet Hawkeye and then treated his shadows. That makes sense. Okay, I could get that. That makes mm. sense. <laughs> Hawkeye's face when she makes the connection, she's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh man well I mean now that we're on the topic of Briggs and Pride uh, and what I just talked about you know Pride decided not to kill them in the tunnel speaking of that tunnel we take a moment to talk about Sloth Sloth. his character design is so confusing to me and you know whereas the other homunculi aren't one sided you know they're, they're, they have a personality they have a character I mean Sloth is just lazy you know? Well, he, he's, I mean, his he's name. working to stop working. Yeah. Which is yeah, funny. I know, but that's that's like his sp- whole that's his whole character. I, I mean, I don't know. I, like, what, I'm not what one. What wrong with one. that? For his namesake, Sloth, he should be slothish. Yeah, yeah. VJ, you did tell me that lust didn't need to be lusty, so I don't know why. You're but that's the thing; not she's okay not always. It. That's the thing; she's not always lusty. She has those multiple, but like this dude. For no reason whatsoever, it's just like they're all. Everybody was like, "I sloth, you're the only one left. You got to dig this tunnel," and he just did. Well, and, I I think like the father promised him like, "Oh, you get to go to sleep when you're done." Like, okay. Yeah, but he could have gone to sleep like right then and there, because father would have just been like, "I'll kill you if you don't." He would have been like, "Okay." I mean, DJ, you it, see the reverence they have for father, except for Green. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, that makes sense, and but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it did, listen, this is a nitpick through and through. I'm not, I'm not denying that. Yeah. But if the guy didn't do the work. Father would just take him back into his body and then make another one. Yeah, and it's just that his his whole design and his his attitude, and what he does in the story, just is contradictory to me. And I, I don't want to call it lazy because obviously somebody needed to do it. But it's like you could have made someone else do this. I don't know. Okay, so obviously, could've... um. Thanks to this chapter, I'm pretty sure we're introduced to every sin. Uh, yes. So which one are which one is your favorite? Uh, not sloth. <laughs> but but before just before we either of us answer that question, I do have one more relating to sloth. Okay. How the fuck did Al and Ed kick sloth off of that balcony during that fight? They did kick him, huh? How? How did they do it? He moved. A, he picked. Uh, he picked up a tank. leg, and Al, you just don't know what a strength is because he's hollow inside. So he he picked if up it's a, a weight tank. Strength of his body. My guy, okay, he picked uh, up a tank because he hasn't rested in a while. So that when he was feeling like the gravity pushing him down, he just didn't feel like getting back up because he's that lazy. Yeah. That sounds like an excuse. Also, got knocked on the head, and then Al and Ed sort of rushed in, so they had momentum with their kicks. I mean, they could have just made it so that that icicle falling on his head was enough of a distraction to reload the tank. But like, I don't know. I just thought it was goofy as shit. Like Al's five four, and he just drop kicked this seven hundred pound dude. And uh, like to nothing any, of our, but any, any of our listeners who are five four, um, I like to say that I believe in you. Unlike VJ, I'm not. I'm not roasting the fact that he's five four. I'm roasting the fact that it doesn't make sense. The, the, he, he weighs more than seven hundred pounds. Sloth, fucking, he picked up a tank. He soloed a fucking tank, and yet these two kids fucking kicked him in the tummy, and he went flying. It, it makes no anyway. No, that's I'll also it. That's also a nitpick. They did not use Alchemy Max. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Right, so, uh, <clears throat> favorite sin is probably Gluttony, just because he's a goofball. and He's just, he's just fun. Like, I after thought, eating I, all of them, he just talks with Al and kind of chills. He, and he like, doesn't give a shit. Super well, naively. I thought you were going to say Bradley. No. I liked, I liked one of the panels with Bradley a lot, though. Like when he's fighting Ling in Ranfan, and so mm. 
and so Ling was trying to escape with her, and then he yeah. throws, that, uh, throws that flashbang, then oh. Bradley's like, ah, oh, I catch it. It's actually a real disappointment <laughs> that uh, we went through these many chapters. Well, it's not really a disappointment, but it's just that it's it's like such a treat because all these chapters have so many cool elements, like Ranfan cutting off her arm just to yeah. get away from Bradley. Like was like such a good show of her dedication to that was metal as fuck. Yeah, like that dog was so willing to carry that arm for his balls. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't think the dog had a choice, Max. Uh, it was just tied around him. He could have fucking like back scraped it or something. Like my dog wouldn't carry something like that on her back. <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, at the same time, you know, it's like you said, there's a lot of shit that we do want to talk about, and we're going through 30 chapters at a time, so sometimes some minor stuff will get left out. Right. Um, uh, as for my favorite sin, I would think I would go with Greed. Um, I think, like, yeah. not only does he fit his namesake, like, uh, if we consider what's what we're gonna end, what where he ends up with, I, I feel like he has, like, the most complete storyline. Yeah, that's true. So because he looks Asian. I, I agree. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh my god, you won. What the fuck? Uh, honestly, yeah, I, uh, it's either Bradley, I, Bradley Gluttony or Greed for me. Envy would be my... Well, Envy, well, I'm, I'm going to go by process of elimination. I'm going to choose one right now. Okay. Uh, Envy would be my favorite, but his tr- his real form is just gross. Come on, Vijay. And his real, no, no, that's the thing. His real form is gross, and his real, real form is even grosser. Because if that's his real, if if why would he make that his pretend real form if he can just choose to not have all that disgusting shit? Well, VJ, yeah. like, um, how am I supposed to say this without spoiling? So, um, wouldn't somebody who's one way want ever like when you when you're when you're so far in one extreme, you sometimes imagine how you would be if you were the other extreme. And if you have the power to transform yourself, wouldn't you want to be on the other extreme? So would I willingly make myself a disgusting lizard monster? Well, no, that's what you yeah. already are. So you would have <laughs> Great. <laughs> Cat's out of the bag, guys. I know what you mean, you are. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. Well, anyway, just that. Uh, Bradley... I feel like Bradley's character, like he's a wrathful guy. Obviously, he's the sin of wrath. Yes, I'm a wrathful guy. Yes. Is that word? What's so wrath about him, bro? He literally destroyed a country, and when he's all <laughs> his wrath is just that he's a savage. Oh, dude, when when he when he shoved his sword into Alphonse's body again because he felt yeah, somebody in our presence. Yeah, just to make oh, sure. Dude, that was like. My yeah, that was cool. Drawn. That was... But that wasn't even the savage part I was talking about. It was, I think we mentioned it before when the elder came up and he was like, just take my life and spare the life of my oh, people. Yeah. Bradley was just like, well, dude, well... you're one person. You're worth one person. Get the fuck out of my office. We're killing all of you. Uh, <laughs> I was dude. like, damn, right? Uh, yeah, you know what? I give it to Bradley. Bradley's my favorite. He's a savage. He's cool as fuck. I like him. <laughs> okay. Uh... Although, although this does... Well, this does make me want to talk about something because Bradley – we did talk about this before when Bradley attacked Ling and Lanfan and then she cut off her arm and shit. He did not have to attack them, did he? Like to me, it just felt like he blew his, his cover for no reason. Um, right? Maybe because they're illegal immigrants? I don't know. So don't he know, they, ran they up a fucking with... phone pole? I mean, them? DJ, they saw him with Gluttony giving Gluttony orders. I mean, if that wasn't a dead giveaway, I don't know. Yeah. Like, the fact that, the, first of all, they only talked, they only, like, confirmed because he had his eye patch removed and they saw the Ouroboros tattoo. And But, like, no one discussed the fact that he gave orders to Gluttony. You're right. Okay, I could see that. I, well, I, I feel like if they had made that a point to say that, like, he had the tattoo and he was seen with, we saw him with Gluttony... That could have just closed my my speculation right there, but yeah. I mean it's a translation a translation, so maybe they did, and we just missed that. So that makes sense. Oh, all right. Is that uh, is that everything we had to talk about? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, in, in I I got a, a better explanation of what the Zing version of alchemy is. Um, true, when, true. That when, is something I wanted to tell you. When May when May sort of simplifies it down for Marco 
Uh, mm-hmm. That that really helped explain a lot of my concerns that I had and some of the questions I had towards you know what's what's the real difference, um, and the fact that uh, it also gives credence to why uh, Edward and and Alphonse weren't able to use alchemy in the presence of Father, but um, May and Scar could. Mm-hmm. But I thought that. It's it's good that she went back and probably realized that her explanation so far was pretty bad, that uh, she gave us a more satisfying one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually did want to bring that up because you you did make a point. You you talked about that last week, last episode of the episode before how uh, the sing alchemy wasn't developed enough. Which that's more world bu- that's more world building you want. <laughs> uh yeah i mean there's not just there's not much to say i'm i'm glad you got your answers okay it just goes to my last topic was um hohenheim's relationship with um family so um what relationship no like we see like there's like chapter 68 which is almost at least exclusively about him like half of it is is dedicated to Hohenheim's Dude, we didn't talk about Hohenheim at all. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're saving that for next week. That and the religion, we're saving that for next week. Yeah, yeah. Just that I think it's so funny that they took a family portion and there's just Hohenheim holding and crying. crying. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh I I will say, uh just to to get this out of the way and something to be developed next episode. I really like how Hohenheim is hinted at to be a homunculus. Yep, it happened again. We'll cut that part out. We'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's all take a pause. You on to give us the outro. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, and that was everything that we, we – well, not everything because I think we want to revisit some of the stuff. Uh, in this. We will next episode for Yeah, sure. there's a lot of neat stuff that um, I think we'll – some of it will get answered. Some of it will be expanded on. Some of it will just be ignored. But um, it's pretty neat. Um, so – Originally, uh, what are we reading up until? Yeah, so the thing is, uh, there's in total 105 chapters, so we would have been okay. in a real awkward spot if we were to stop at, let's say, 100 and then have five chapters left. So I want to do a vote right now. Do you guys want to do, like, 20 chapters here and then 15 chapters for, like, the finale? Or do you guys want to no, just... No, let's finish it. Let's finish it? You think? I would yeah. say let's do the 2020 because there's a lot to unpack it's in these like last chapters. It's 2015, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Oh, okay, then um, go for that. All right. Because there's more to unpack and stuff, you know? All right, that sounds good. So uh, I guess we'll just do a round number. So uh, we'll go from chapter 71 to 90. Okay. Sure. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been episode four. Four. Yes, I was right about to say that. <laughs> I'm a monk for dummies on uh, Alchemist. My name's Yuan, and thanks for listening. I'm VJ and fuck you, Jag. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, fuck you, Jag. Max out. All right, guys. Thanks, everybody.